beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Comey Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Abba Father, we bless and appreciate you. We give you praise and glory. We give you honor and thanksgiving. Say, blessed be your name forever in Jesus' name. Thank you for another opportunity to sit at your feet again and learn of you. We ask that the entrance be washed. Give us life. Sweet Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. Reveal Jesus to us. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, we thank God for another privilege um, to share fellowship in um, commanding the year 2024. It's been a glory to glory ride and we have been enjoying God's word and getting depths in God's word. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. This year's commanding the year is tagged Speak Forth Goodness. Speak Forth Goodness. And since this year's conference began, we have been speaking forth goodness. In dimensions and in um, declarations, we have been speaking forth goodness. We are sure that God has so much in store for us for the year 2024. And we are beginning to declare it as the Lord is leading us. Amen to Jesus. We've been looking at the word good in Genesis chapter 1. We understood that the word good appeared six times and very good appeared once. And um, we have been studying the word good and um, the Hebrew word for good is tob. Amen to Jesus. And that's one of the words um, for prosper in the Old Testament. One of the Hebrew words for prosper is tob. We have salak, shalev, we have shalom, we have Tob, one of the, those are different words for prosper in the Old Testament. So, when God said it is good, um, he was speaking prosperity. Amen to Jesus. As we go on in our study, we'll see that. Amen to Jesus. And so, um, those who are anti-prosperity, um, that means they are anti the declaration of God. And we understood that God did not name what the things he created, but he described them. And the description was what? Good. He described them as good. And he did that as a precedence for Adam to follow and for every human being, every born again child of God to follow. You don't just name, you must describe what you are naming. And if you don't know how to describe, there's one simple way to describe, just call it good. Amen to Jesus. And when you call it good, you're actually describing um, um, what you have created the way God described it. Amen to Jesus. And so that's why we have been taking our time to speak good, declare the year good, declare our lives good, declare everything that pertains to us good, because we want to describe it the way God described it, and want to see the manifestation of these descriptions, the glory and praise of Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right, and uh, we'll be looking at the different words used to explain good. Uh, one of them is agreeable. To Amen to Jesus. And um, but we have been on the word um, um, excellence. Amen to Jesus. And understood that um, excellence, um, that good means what God created is excellent to Him. Amen to Jesus. And we understood that excellence just seem, excellence means progressive good, good on the increase, good on the move, good. Um, advancing. Amen to Jesus. We understood that good is not static. Amen to Jesus. And God, as it were, doesn't want us to be static. He doesn't want creation to be static. We discover that creation is ever dynamic, is ever changing. We discover that from nature, from um, earth crust to even um, other creatures of God and even us as human beings, we are dynamic. We are all changing. Praise God forevermore. We change and we change I learned that um, the human nose never stops growing. It grows all through 
the life of an individual and i think the inches or the millimeter growth is very 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 small so i was like wow and somebody was like no wonder as people get older their noses get bigger <laughs> amen to jesus and i was amazed to hear that that the human nose never stops growing and we also know what uh, cell division it never stops osmosis mitosis and meiosis they never stop the human cells keep dividing they keep dividing it keeps going on amen to jesus so um progression growth advancement is the is the definition of good amen to jesus and god expects this from us as his children we have to excel it means we have to advance we have to go forward um the bible says a part of a just is like a shining light that's shining more and more onto it perfect it means that where you were last year god doesn't expect you to be the same place this year amen to jesus we have to go forward we have to advance we have to we have to improve we have to progress um the only the only um option we have in life is to advance because um going backward is retrogression going sideward is distraction only forward is progression and we're created for progression um it doesn't mean that we'll not be tempted to retrogress yes we'll be tempted are we together but we must not retrogress praise god forevermore and so excellence is very important because it makes us understand the progressive nature of good good is progressive good is progressive and in this year 2024 we are trusting god to progress we are trusting god to advance in every ramification in every aspect our families our businesses we're just going to advance above all in our work with the lord we're going to advance we're going to know god better we're going to have sweeter relationship with god we're going to pray more we're going to study more we're going to invest more time into our spiritual growth amen to jesus we're going to um, 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 do more things for the lord um, we are going to win more souls for the lord and um, we are going to evangelize more for the lord we're going to do greater works for the lord amen to jesus hallelujah to jesus okay we've been able to understand using the case study of the of, of um, the earth cross which basically is advancing is progressive and it's um always moving forward and that's the reason why we see rocks um because of movement in the earth that gives way for what the earth to advance and com- come out with rocks i've also understood um a human body which um, gives room for um for um poverty that allows for us to advance in life praise god forevermore now using the earth as a case study earth movements are gradual or rapid amen to jesus they're either gradual or what rapid in some cases they disrupt the form of nature but at the end they bring out the excellence in the earth praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus earth movements we have um for those who are into um geology and um geography related you know um studies they know that the movements of the earth are gradual or they could be rapid they bring about disruption in the earth but at the end of the day it brings about beauty i know um i remember back then in geography where we used to um study um different kind of rocks are we together and um the different kind of rocks and how they come about it's such an exciting study although then geography looked like you could never finish it because the textbooks were always very big and we kept reading and reading you read it and it's like you have not started reading but it was an exciting study now um basically one of the reasons why such um studies are difficult for us because um especially in africa we are more theoretical than practical when you make such studies practical they become exciting amen to jesus all right um we 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 see we see nature we see nature showing us its progression on a consistent note praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus and and some of the times we need to understand that for progression to happen it will disrupt things it will disrupt things it will um, change the status quo it will change the norms amen to jesus and that's the reason why more often than not we don't like progress because we know that progress disrupts 
progress disrupts. Amen to Jesus. Now, from creation to date, there have been progressive movements in the earth which reveal the excellence in the earth and in God's creation. So, from creation to date, there have been progressive movements. Are those who are into the geology? They can explain this to us and make us understand the progress that the earth has experienced over time. Amen to Jesus. And um, this, as a result of this progress, there are a lot of disruptions, but still they bring out the excellence in God's creation. And one thing we need to understand is that if there are no disruptions, there can be no revelation of excellence. Are we together? Excellence is only revealed when there are disruptions. Amen to Jesus. And when we run away from disruptions, then we are running away from what? From excellence. And more often than not, we like comfort as humans. We like it to just be calm and cool. We don't want any movement. I remember um, um, in scriptures when God told the children of Israel to come, you know, and he want to speak with them, and he had a lot of disruptions. The lightning, the thunder, the earthquake, and he told Moses, please, go and talk with God. We are fine on our own. Because... The natural man does not want disruptions. We want it just cool and calm. Um, it also reminds me of the story of how um, three artists were told to draw a definite um, their um, pictorial to paint their pictorial perspective of um, peace. And um, one of them painted a city where there was no crime, nothing, nothing of any kind. And we were like, okay, wow. On that one painted a water, a, a, an ocean, a, a river that was just still without any repose, no troubling. And we're like, wow, beautiful painting. And then the third one painted a, a bird on a tree. And the wind was hitting the tree. Posterous wind was hitting the tree. And the bird had her cheeks covered under her wings. And of the three defin- um, paintings, the one that was chosen by the judges was a painting of the bird. Because life is not the absence of troubles. Sorry, peace is not the absence of troubles. It's the calmness, the tranquility in the midst of troubles. And so, more often than not, we want to progress, but we don't want to be disrupted. Just leave us calm as we are. Leave us cool as we are. Leave us okay as we are. Don't disrupt us. Don't ignite us. Don't trouble our waters. Don't stay our waters. Please don't just don't just give us any stress at all. Just leave us the way we are. Yet make us progress. And there's no progress that comes like that. Nothing in this life progresses when there is no disruption. And so over time we discover that even Christians. We pray. I remember once I was preaching, um, date back some years ago, and my dad and my mom were in that meeting, and I was like, um, Christians, the reason why we pray a lot is because of problems. And we don't just pray because of problems, we actually pray because we don't want to enter to have problems, and we don't want to encounter problems. And as I said it, my father said exactly. You see, if you look at many of our pr- prayers sometimes, it's because we just want a life that is devoid of the disruptions, and the movements that would actually re- that we actually need for us to attain excellence, but we do, we don't want such things. Are we together? We don't want such things. And now, um, um, I, I learned that um, in in, um, in the Chinese language, um, crisis means opportunity. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so we don't want the crisis, but we want the opportunity to grow. And every time we ask God. For, for progression, Lord, move me forward. Lord, take me forward. Lord, advance me. We're actually asking him for disruptions. We're asking him for disruptions. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're asking him for disruptions. But on, we actually want God to answer such prayers that are not. In other words, Lord, leave me as, as, as calm as I am, as cool as I am, as nothing is, no, no trouble around me, and um, please just advance me. Amen to Jesus. But God, it doesn't work in such ways. Whenever we must progress, we must experience disruptions. Excellence thrives on disruptions. Excellence thrives on challenges. Excellence thrives on um, shakings. Amen to Jesus. If there are no shakings, if there are no challenges, if there are no disruptions, you cannot attain 
excellence. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. All right. Now, so we discover that um, the um, nature has its way of advancing through what disruptions. Even the human body advances through what disruptions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, so excellence um, 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 is the end product of disruptions, and this disruption is needed for fruitfulness. The first component of the blessing is to be fruitful. And for that fruitfulness to be attained, there must be disruptions. There must be disruptions in everything. In nature, in every aspect of nature, there must be disruptions. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And so, we discover that the plan of God for us is for us to manifest good in the, in the expression of excellence. And that plan has, there's a program that has been set in place to make that plan happen. And that program is what? Disruptions, movements, shakings. You may call it every other name you want to call it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Quakes. And Annalise goes on. That's a program that God has set in place for us to understand. So when God told the earth, it is good. When God told the creation, it is good. He actually imputed the program in creation for, for creation to experience disruptions that will make it advance. Amen to Jesus. And so, when we don't want these things, we are actually shying away from what we need to be what? To be fruitful. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Now, even the seemingly awkwardness which sometimes we experience at, you know, puberty, at the expression of excellence. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Now, in nature, both um, um, other creatures and man, we experience awkwardness. We experience things that are not favorable, as it were, we don't like. Are we together? They are all the expressions of excellence. More often than not, when I think of excellence, all I think of is that fine, you understand? Beautiful, clean, sweet, you know, experience and looks. But um, it's, it's all good to think of that as excellence. But if you must attain excellence, you must be ready to see the disruptions, the um, shakings, the changing of status quo, and things that seemingly you do not like. You must be ready to see them for you to be able to attain the excellence. But most times, Christians want to jump from where we are to what? That beautiful excellence we are looking for. Are we together? I don't want to go through what is required for us to manifest this excellence. And the requirement is actually, even let me use the word, more important than the manifestation. Um, Christians are so manifestation conscious, manifestation driven manifestation, hungry, thirsty, and the list goes on. We just want to see that beautiful thing we have been looking for, but we don't want to experience what is required for us to see that which we are looking for, the excellence. Amen to Jesus. Now, so, the things that may look awkward, the things that may look unfavorable, um, unpalatable, those are actually the requirement for excellence. Are we together? Like, I remember somebody once said, he said, the fact that it is bad does not mean that it is... In, the fact that it is negative does not mean that it is bad. And he said, those days, when, you, when, 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 we, when we used to take photo, uh, photographs, you, 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 you have the film, and the film has the negative. So, you snap the picture, it comes in, in, in the negative, it looks very awkward, and then you take it to the dark room, and then you wash it out, and then you bring pictures out of it. Now, that negative is called negative because it actually looks negative when compared to the real picture. The picture looks positive, but the negative really, really looks negative. I remember in secondary school, when I was finishing um, secondary school, I bought a roll of film and I snapped pictures. And I can't remember if I haven't watched anyone at the end of the day. <laughs> and you know, you don't expose it. You must make sure you get to the dark room and there's a particular light they used to. Thank God for technology that has changed, that they used to watch negative. But that negative was... Imagine, I, we never really thought, why was this thing called negative? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because as we began to advance, well, that word negative is not actually a nice word to hear. Negative. Nobody wants anything negative. Are you getting what I'm saying? But the actual fact that negative was actually the negative of the picture. The picture was the positive. But the negative was really something far from it. But without the negative, you would not get the positive picture. 
Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so so more often than not, when we are when we are in the when we are in the journey of excellence, there are many seemingly negative situations that will come our way. Are you get what I'm saying? Even as it were, the fall of Adam looked like a negative situation, and the devil thought that he had hit it big, and he thought that he was already on his pathway to ensure that God will call creation bad. Now, listen to me very well. God did not call creation bad even after a negative event happened. Because God knew that the negative event was needed for the positive picture that was to come. The whole picture, the whole game plan was for redemption. And the devil had to play a major role in this game plan. He had something, he had a very vital role to play. In fact, the devil was a key player unknown to him. Are you getting what I'm saying? He was a key player in the whole redemption plan. And he had to come with a negative situation. Very, very negative. Are you getting what I'm saying? But God knew that if that negative didn't come, he wouldn't have been able to wash the negative for the positive, which is the last Adam to come. And so God, I, God allowed for the negative, but the negative could not make creation bad. The devil told them after the negative, God will call creation bad. But God never called creation bad. Because all the devil did was to create a negative that was very important for the positive to come. Yes. I get what I'm saying. Now, so as we chart our course to excellence, to seeing the manifestation of good, we will experience negative situations. But they are very important because the negative is not bad. When the negative comes, we should not refer to them as bad. Are you get what I'm saying? When they come, we must wash them. Watch the negative. Take it to the take it to the to the dark room. Yeah, take it to the dark room. And the dark room is your prayer closet. There's a particular kind of light that did in the dark room, and that light is the word of God. Now, now go to the dark room. It looks like man, things are dark at that point in time. That's your prayer closet. And pick up the word of God. That word is the light on light, light onto my feet and the lamp onto my path. Pick up the word of God, which is the light that is required to wash that negative and when you keep staying in the place of your of, of prayers in that similar dark room with that light of god's word and you keep washing it keep washing it in no time you will discover that that negative the devil cooked up was actually a positive that he never knew so in this path to excellence we must be ready for disruptions for negatives are you get what i'm saying negatives negative but we thank god for scriptures romans chapter 8 verse 8 says and we know that all things all things it didn't say something he said all things work together for good to them that love god and to them who are called unto the purposes unto his purpose so basically the negatives are actually what working together for the positive but we must know how to take them to the dark room we must know how to take them to the dark room and put on the light of god's word let the light of god's word shine on them and then you begin to get clarity as to why God is allowing this seemingly negative comes your way. Yes. Now we need to understand something that without the black and the white keys, there'll be no sin, uh, symphony music, there'll be no melody music. But if we had only the white key, ah, there would have been no music. If we had only the black key, there would have been no music. So similarly, the negatives that are coming in the process of good they are very important for us to attain that excellence. So the disruptions, the shakings, oh, I've seen shakings in life and in ministry. I've seen disruptions. I've come to a point where I ask, I ask God, Lord, I don't understand. Explain to me. Explain to me. And I'll stay in the place of, I remember um, when, 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 when um, the Lord um, told me to pioneer the work of ministry, and the Lord gave me an instruction. And I asked the Lord, why do I have to do it? It was 13 years after the Lord answered me. 13 years, 13 years, 13 years. 13 years after he answered me, and I was like, what is this? You know, I've seen disruptions, I've seen shakings, I've seen, I've seen negatives. Are you get what I'm saying? I've seen negatives in ministry. I've seen negatives in life. Are you get what I'm saying? But one of the things, one of the things I've learned over the years is to take them to what? To the dark room and turn on the light of God's word. Take them to the place of prayer. Because that plan, at that point when you're in the place of prayer, you see, it looks like everything is dark. Everything is gloomy. Yeah. It looks like there's no light. The kind of light you're looking for, you are not seeing it. Now, some of the times, Christians think that prayer is that thing we come and do when we shout in church and shout in... When you get to a point where you prayer point, you are praying for 30 minutes, you are feeling like you have not prayed. <laughs> you pray for a lot of you feel that you have not seen prayed. Jesus prayed the same prayer point for three hours and he still felt like he had not prayed. When you get to that point, that's the place of the dark room. And that place is the final step to take for what? For the victory to be born. When you go there, you go with the word of God. Allow the word of God shine on it. 
shine on the negative situations. Allow the word of God shine on them. Allow the word of God shine on them. Allow the word of God shine on them. Just keep allowing the word of God shine on them. Stay in the place of prayer. Keep praying. Keep praying. You say, but I'm not seeing any. I'm not seeing. I'm, I'm not seeing the big light I want. No, you don't need that big light to get the picture out of the negative. You need that particular light, that, that, that qu- quality of light, and that quality of light to get the pictures, the good, the positive, the excellent picture you're looking for out of the negative. So you don't need so much uh, uh, limelight. You don't need so much, so much uh, uh, um, publicity. That one scripture you've gotten is enough. Stay with it. Stay with it. You are seeking for excellence. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Yes, it's like it's dark. I'm not seeing as much as I want to see, but stay. Stay in the place of prayer. Keep praying. Keep praying. Stay with God. Stay with God. Stay with God. I remember when, um, some years ago, it looked, it was, we're so alone as a family. So alone. So alone. I know what it meant to be alone. I mean, alone. Everybody left us in church. Family members wouldn't communicate. Everybody was just like, these ones are outcasts. And I was like, God, what is this? Why this aloneness? Why this aloneness? It was so heavy in my heart. It was a painful time for me. Lord, why this aloneness? No friends, no family, nothing, nothing. Why this aloneness? And one day, I um, entered into my car and ignited the car to, to, you know, to, 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 to go to church that morning to still go and preach to my family alone. And as I ignited the car, I heard the man of God preaching. He said, when you are alone, when you are alone, it looks like you are just alone. He said, that is your season of revival. This happened like how many years ago? Three years ago, there about. But it entered my spirit. I know I had caught something. I know the answer had come because I was praying and asking the Lord, Lord, why this aloneness? Why this aloneness? And during that period, also, we're praying for one year for revival in this nation. One hour every day, pray for revival for this nation. I used to tell them, I said, I didn't even pray for my nation the way I prayed for your nation. That's why it pains me. The way I pray for a nation, I didn't pray. If I pray for the government for my nation like this, maybe, maybe, maybe I would have been, you know, doing great things in my nation by now. But pray for the government. And yet, I was alone. We're alone as a family. So much alone. And when I heard that word that day, I said, Lord, so you mean I'm in a season of revival? And I didn't know. And when the time came, the Lord told us, move. We moved. And when we moved, ah, Lord, what do I pray? What do I preach? And the Lord told me, go here, preach, um, uh, preach this. As I began, and I looked at it as I opened it, I said, wow. Today, it looks like we are the total opposite of where we were some years back. Just a total opposite. God has blessed us with the blessing of association, the blessing of family, with the, you know, the blessing of, I can, I, I can say I'm not sleeping in my house, I have someone else's house to sleep. I couldn't try that some three years back. Oh, I said three years, one year back, I couldn't try that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. But I had to stay in the world dark room with the negative situations. I've learned over time to stay in the dark room with the negative situation and turn on the light. Lord, let your word shine on this matter. We are craving for excellence. We, it's a time for us to, when you get to dark points in life, when it looks like, man, this thing is so dark, I don't have, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know what, what is happening. Go to the, go to the, to your dark room. Turn on the light of God's word. So if I don't have a scripture to read, oh, there's a scripture to read. Ah, why are dark cars that know my soul? <laughs> I remember I had to hold that scripture. Why are dark cars down, oh my soul? Rejoice in the Lord. For the hope of the joy of the countenance. I just kept holding on to it. I kept holding on to it. Because I just wonder, in this dark room, I just need I just need one light. One light. No, there's no way you say there's no light at all from scripture. There's one light you can hold on to. One light. You will not be getting the answer from that light. Are you getting what I'm saying? But keep allowing that light shine on that negative. In no time, the excellent picture that you snapped will come out. Yeah. I remember when there was a crossover, we heard it alone as a family. And I said, God, how many years alone as a family crossover? Ha! Huh. I know the funny thing, I'll be preaching up and the people downstairs will be listening and they'll be, they'll be enjoying my message. And they will come upstairs. Ha! Huh. We saw people. So they will open the door, look inside and close the door. We saw calibers. And then I, after the crossover, I had to sleep and I heard the voice of the Lord clearly, clearly. The voice of the Lord, the Lord breaketh the cedar. 
Hear the Lord breaking the cedar of Lebanon. I heard it clear. I had to wake up, write it down. We prayed that scripture that year. We prayed it like never before. So some that year we say, no, we just pick scriptures and pray scriptures. Just that light, that light, it may not be big. That light that you need in that dark room is just what you need. It's more than enough to bring the excellence out of that negative. And children of God, more often than not, when we get into these kind of situations, what we start doing is start jumping from pillar to post, from frying pan to fire, from prophet to apostle. We jump up and down whereas all God needs is for us to come into the closet. Come into the closet. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So, even the seemingly um, unpalatable situations are expressions of excellence. That's why they are negatives. They are not bad. All the devil did was a negative. It wasn't a bad. Are you getting what I'm saying? The expressions of it's based on our perspective of how God operates. If we understand this clearly, it's going to help us a great deal. Praise God forevermore. Now, um, um, the awkward and unpleasant experiences and situations we go through are expressions of excellence unknown to us. God puts them in place to trigger discomfort in us. To enable us to progress into what? Excellence. God allows these uncomfortable situations. Are you getting what I'm saying? He allows this um, awkwardness. And the list goes on. He allows them to come away. So they will trigger discomfort in us. And once discomfort is triggered, there's a zest in us. A, 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 a passion in us to what? To, to come out with excellence. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now so, as Christians, we must not see negative situations as what as the end of everything we must not see awkward situations at the end as the end of everything we must see them as god's provision for excellence god's provision for excellence god's provision and i'm telling you something god is trying god wants to prove a point with your life he has not stopped proving a point with our life as his children God sought to prove a point to the life of Job. And that's why the whole thing that happened to Job happened to him. They were all negatives that ended up becoming what? The excellence. He sought to prove a point. Have you considered my servant Job? Now, the fact is that every time negative things happen to us, the reason for that is because God is actually boasting with us. And it's proving a point to the devil. But that's why that's the reason for negative things that come away. Say, why am I, why this bad thing? Negative, no, no, no. And I come, no, 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 no. God is proving a point. God just advertises you to the devil. And that's the reason for all the negatives happening. God just publicizes you to the devil. And that's the reason for all the negative things that are happening. If you understand it in this perspective, when the negatives come, all you do is to ensure that you stay in not the dark room and put on the light of God's word. Let it shine on it. Let the word of God shine on it. Praise God forevermore. I don't want to go shine on it. Why? Because God triggers discomfort in us. He triggers it. He triggers it. The Bible says, consist he who sits in Zion at ease. And if you go through that scripture, you discover that it is not, it is not right to sit in Zion at ease. All together. God does not like us to be at ease. Amen to Jesus. He wants us to be what? To be on fire for him. To be on fire for him. And that's why the negatives will come away. He allows them come to trigger us. We have to seek to get better. We have to seek to, to, to attain excellence. Praise God forevermore. We can do more. We can do better. We can achieve more for the Lord. When God spoke good, he was saying this thing is progressive. You can do better. You can get you can go further. You can advance more. And for God to reveal itself. Then there will be definitely a lot of situations and circumstances that we have to come out to trigger good to reveal itself. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So when we experience seemingly awkward and unpleasing situations, they are indicators that we have stayed too long in the level of good, the first level of good. Go to the children of Israel. You've stayed, you've, you, you've, you've journeyed around this mountain for too long. For too long, turn ye northwards. And from studies, um, I discovered that the reason why they journeyed around that mountain for long was because, as it were, they were around the Edomites, the land of the Edomites, which were the, um, the generation of Esau. Amen to Jesus. And God told them, This land is not for you, it will never be for you. It belongs to the generation of Esau. I have the one I've secured for you. 
Go and take your own. But when they go to the land of the Edomite, remember the Edomite is not going to allow them to pass through their land. You know, when they go to the land of the Edomite, they were looking at it and they were like, Man, this land is good, though. God, why you know why, why, why do you have to see, take us further? You know, I get to some point in time like I say, God, but where are you just fine now? God, there's no need to go forward now. Ah, what am I? What is this excellence talk? Excellence thing? Ah, but this level of good is okay. But God never created us to remain at a level of good, He created us to keep progressing in God's. But God, they're like, God, why, why, why do we have to go for that? And they, 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 they began to camp around and encamp around the mountain. And as we're going around the mountain, they started seeing it, the land of Edom as a substitute. Are you getting what I'm saying? An alternative to the land that God had promised them. And they stayed there for a period of time, becoming mediocre, becoming lackadaisical, you know, becoming um, lukewarm, becoming lazy. And God looked at them and said, initially this was rest. Are you getting what I'm saying? But this rest has advanced into something else. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? And a lot of us are, no, 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 no. This rest is advancing. And if I don't trigger something here, this rest will turn into full-time mediocrity. And God told them, you have, start, you have um, circled around this mountain for too long. For too long. Turn ye not what this is not your rest, this is not your land. Go to your own land. One of the things that that um 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 staying too long in a place does to us is that it makes us start looking at alternatives to God's plan. It makes us start looking at alternatives. After all, it's all good, it's all good. So why can I take an alternative to God's plan? You see. God is God is excited when we start at good, but wants our good to progress. So if you remain at the same level of good, you will start seeing alternatives to his progressive good, and you become lukewarm. You just and the Bible says that if you are lukewarm, you will do what God says. He will spew us out if you are lukewarm. So he doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He doesn't want us to get to a point of complacency. He doesn't want us to get to a point where we start taking alternatives to his will for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then we can say, okay, no, but after all, is it not land? Land is land. Land is land. After all, the land, the land is it not still people that live on it? You know, when Christians begin to give different explanations for lukewarmness, God triggers, he triggers discomfort in their life. And some of us don't understand that God is the one triggering the discomfort. So what we do we do? We start binding the devil and casting the devil. We start losing and destroying and killing. You see, that's why I say some of the times we even unknown to ourselves pray against God. We pray against God. Now Job got to a point where he began to complain and talk and talk and talk and he caused the day he was born. He couldn't cause God and die, but he caused the day he was born. By causing the day he was born, he was actually causing what God had called good. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he was insulting the work of God. Are you getting me? And when you insult the creation of the creator, you are indirectly insulting the creator. So the wife told him, cause God and die. He didn't cause God. He caused he, the day he was born. So indirectly, he actually caused God. But, you know, he did not die because the mercy of God was speaking. Are we together? When God triggers us more often than not, all we start doing is to bind devils and lose devils. The problem with Christians most of the time is that we are so conscious of the devil and very unconscious of God. Very unconscious. So, everyone God is triggering things in us, triggering discomfort in us, so we can advance forward. Because we have become so comfortable with God, and more because we are, we are comfortable most time because we don't even care to know the will of God. God told the children of Israel, Go, I'm taking you to a land. And okay, you go to a land, and God said, That's not the land. And say, Go, land is land. We are tired of trekking. Uh uh, what? Land is land. You see, all those kind of, when you saw those kind of explanations, when Christians begin to give all those kind of explanations, you know that man. There's a serious problem there. They are joined for how many years? And they say, What? What? Is it not land? Moses, is it not land? Is it not land? God say we are going to land. Is it not land? Land is land. Any land we see, we take. Uh, so we are taking Edom. And God says, Edom is not your own. They say, We take it by force. And some of the time, they will now pick up scriptures and say, Since the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered against the will of God. The kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. So you want to take by force what God has not given to you by choice. And that's why Christians miss it up. And that's why our journey to excellence most of the time we truncate it, we delay it 
Because we want to take by force what God has not given to us by choice. And you know that scriptures does not mean that we are we are doing violence. If you look at the original translation, it says the kingdom, the kingdom of God has been advancing forcefully. Advancing forcefully. Advancing forcefully. And so the kingdom of God is taking nations, is taking kingdoms for God. Are you getting what I'm saying? And we keep advancing. So that means we must be focused on what? Advancing. Not on violent take it by force that is not your own. God has not given you by choice. You want to take it by force? No, 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 no. And that's why God triggers this discomfort. God triggers all these kind of things. And we, we, we start getting co- uh, uh, complacent. We start complaining. We start binding and casting. We start driving the devil away. Whereas God says, Kai, my children suffer for lack of knowledge. How can my own children be binding me? Eh? When I'm the one walking in your life. Amen to Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now so, when God triggers such things, those are indicators that we have stayed at the level of good for too long. And God wants us to go to a higher good. Advancing in higher good is what? Moving in excellence. So now, in the year 2024, yeah, there are going to be negative situations that will come. I won't promise you a year void of negative situations. There are negative situations that will come, but when they come, we must remember that what? Those are indicators that there's somewhere better. We are to advance forward. Remind me the story. A man of God said one of his members came and told him, um, Pastor, I want to be sponsoring the convention. The convention that they hold is a very massive convention. Millions of people come for the convention. I said, I want to be sponsoring something in the convention. At least even if it's food. There are people who just sponsor rice. They buy rice. There are people who buy cows. You know, I said, I want to be sponsoring a pa- some, something in this convention. And the man of God said, pray for me, Pastor. I want to be sponsoring. And the pastor said, no problem. I pray for you. And the pastor prayed for this member to for him to start sponsoring something in the convention. And as he prayed for the member, the next day the member went to work. And he received a sack letter. They found him. And he came back right to his pastor. I said, Pastor, can you, what is all this? I prayed, I told you to pray for me. That I want to sponsor, at least even if he's buying beans for convention. I want to sponsor something in convention. And I went to, and I went to my office. And what did I meet? My sack letter. And the pastor looked at him and said, I beg, let me advance yourself. How much is that your salary? <laughs> salary in that job. And he told, and the man told him his salary. He said, yeah, this salary, you want to use to sponsor convention, ah, uh, this was the answer to your prayer now. Uh, actually, you have to be sacked so that you can sponsor convention. <laughs> it's not even convention salary cannot even what is it? He cannot cannot even sponsor anything in convention. Huh? And the man looked at him and like, so is it trouble I went to meet look for? I'm going to look for that kind of prayer. But the man took it in good faith. And some days later, um, a call came. And it was a contract. When he did that contract, boom, boom, see money came. Boom. From that contract, on that contract again, boom, money came. Ah, boom, boom, money. Said, and these guys are sponsoring something in convention. So I'm telling us in 2024, there'll be negatives. But there are indicators that we have stayed too long on the level of good. It's time to advance to the level of what? Excellence. And when they come, we should not bind and cast and lose. We should rather do what? We should rather say, Lord, speak for thy servant here. Yes. Yes. That's all you say. When it looks like the negatives come and everyone is dark, go to the dark room. All the light of God's word. And let the word start working on the negative. I know they actually use a particular liquid to the negative. You know, let the word, the light, which is the word of God, and the liquid, which is the water of the world, let them by all means use the word on the situations. And when the situations are washed by the word, the excellent picture will come out. It's not time to it's not time to buy 2020. See, see, the devil has lost the battle before he began the battle. Yes. I get what I'm saying. He didn't even fight any battle. That's the funny thing. I get what I'm saying. So he lost the battle even without fighting a battle. Well, that's what the Bible calls us more than. It didn't call us conquerors. It says we are more than conquerors. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so we must not amplify I, I, um, the devil in any matter in 2024. We must not keep a focus on him. Any negative thing that happens, it is what? It is an indicator. There is something excellent that is about to show up. 
Come on, let's watch that negative. Let's watch it with the world. Eh? Oh, when it, it looks like negatives are coming, just remember that God is advertising you. Yeah. Ah, God is advertising you. Because the Bible says that at the end of Job's life, come on, his children were, he had seven times more than everything that he had. The Lord blessed him seven times more. God had to take Job from that level of good to the level of excellence. And why was it so? Because Job, Job was very, 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 very focused on himself. The Bible says that when, he, when his children um, will go for a party, after they've gone for the party, he will make a sacrifice to God, being afraid that maybe in the party they must have sinned against God so that God will not kill them. And he, he feared God with a negative reverence. And he saw God as a God who will always kill his children at any given point in time. And he was also focused on so much of himself because it's my, they're my children, they're my children, they're my children, it's my house, it's my this, it's my dad. So the focus was so much on himself, so much on himself. and look at what happened when um, the first servant came and said, oh, you um, um, we, we're together, and all of a sudden they came and they, and they stole all the animals and blah, and they came and said, your children were together, and then they all died. And then what did, they, what did Job say? said, the thing I fear the most has come on me. Fear is simply the amplification of self over God. That's fear. Amplification of the things that everything he did was based on fear. 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 Every sacrifice he made was based on fear. Not based on love. The Bible says perfect love casted out fear. It was not based on the love of God. It was based on the fear. Are you getting what I'm saying? Fear, fear, and the Bible says at the end, he said, The thing I fear the most has come on me. God needed to allow such things to happen to him. So Job will move from a level of good, which was self focused, to what? The level of good, which is God focused. And God had to remove Job from fear to what? To love. When he went through every of that, he came to a point that said, Though he stared me, yes, he liked trust me. God said, Now you are talking. This is not stop focusing on yourself. Stop being afraid of so many things. Stop being afraid. And at the end of the day, when God blessed him, we didn't hear that Job was afraid of anything again. You see, the proof that you have confidence in God is that you are not afraid. Why? Because his love is at work in you. God allows negatives happen to us to move us from this self-focus, which generates different kind of fear, are you getting what I'm saying? To God-focus, which Keeps us what conscious of his love. You know, there's something um, my wife always used to say that it used to strengthen my heart. She tells me I'm not afraid of the future. She always used to say that I'm not afraid of the future. You see, when a woman says that, the man braces up. She says, I'm not afraid of the future. I'm not afraid of. I, I know those days we used to sing because he lives, we can face tomorrow. See, we sang those songs very well, but we didn't sing them with understanding. Are, are you get what I'm saying? We didn't sing them with understanding. When some situations come before you know. We, we change the confession. Are we together? Yes. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, God allows some situations to trigger the, the drive and the passion for what? Moving forward because we have stayed too long. You can't give excuses for complacency. You can't give excuses for stagnancy. There is no excuse for stagnancy. Somebody actually said that in, in actual fact, there is nothing called stagnancy. Because it's either progression or retrogression. He said a stagnant water is a retrogressing water. It's not a static water. It's a retrogressing water. Praise God forevermore. There's no excuse for stagnancy. There's no excuse to remain at the spot of good for too long. You must go forward. And God will trigger it by all means. He will trigger it. If you are a joke, he will trigger it one way. Whatever the situation you are, he will trigger it because we have to word advance in good. Praise God forevermore. Instead of, you know, when, when these negative situations come, instead of us complaining, whining, crying, throwing a pity party, getting depressed, and the list go on, we should what? Straighten ourselves in the Lord. That is why we need to go and pick that light. You see, it might just be one light. One small light. It reminds me the story a man of God said of a particular big time businessman. He was a Christian businessman. He's a Christian businessman. He said, when things have become tight, when it looks like everywhere is tight in business and he cannot get ideas again on how to succeed, how, on what next to do, it's like he's, he's, he has plateaued at that good, he's stuck at that good. He said, the businessman will just go and sit on his rocking chair 
I know what he does. He keeps saying, he, he keeps confessing, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. He, he, he just keeps speaking the 23rd Psalm. He will read it over and over and, and he's rocking on that chair. He's rocking. See, he, he, that chair is his dark room. And the light in it is the 23rd Psalm. Some of us think you need one big revel. Uh, 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 there's nothing called small revelation anyway. But some of us are looking for something spectacular. Because, you know, a powerful word. Before we can convert the negative to, to an excellent picture. You don't need something, in quote, spectacular. That businessman just had the 23rd Psalm. As that is light, he took to his dark room. So whenever it everywhere is closed, everywhere is shut down, he goes to his rocking chair. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He rocks and rocks and and uh, mutters that scripture. You see, that's why I like jo- um, um, Joshua chapter one verse eight. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of the mouth, but I shall meditate upon it day and night. For then shall I observe to do all that is written therein. Then shall I make the way prosper and have good success. The word mutter there is the Hebrew word hagar. Uh, sorry, meditate. Sorry, the word meditate there is the Hebrew word hagar, and hagar means to mutter, which means to speak under the breath. Keep speaking it like like a madman. Keep speaking it. When you do that, what's happening is that you are you are you are renewing your mind. You don't need twenty scriptures to mutter. In that in that photographer's dark room, you just need that quantity of light and that quality of light. You don't need too much light to do to convert negatives to the perfect picture you are looking for. You just need one light. Mutter it. Just mutter it. In that dark room, mutter The man will keep muttering that word. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not go. He will rock on his chair. For how long? He doesn't know. He keeps rocking, rocking, rocking. Confessing the 23rd Psalm. And rocks the 21st. He will rock the 23rd Psalm. And at a point in time, suddenly, boom, an idea will come up. And as the idea explodes in his mind, once implemented, boom, another business breakthrough. Child of God, child of God, negatives will show up, but they are indicators that we have stayed too long on that level of good. When they come, it's not time to bind the devil. I remember once, day back many years, uh, yeah, in the first church we planted, I was one day, and I told them, I said, your landlord will drive you away from your house, so that you will buy your own, you build, you build your own house. They were looking at me. Members were looking at me. What, what's wrong with pastor? Why is pastor mad like this? Why did pastor eat and he came to church? Ah, and I said, very soon, as you are walking on the road, a, somebody will drive and with his car, he will spend more than you so that you buy your own car. Ah, they say pastor is mad. Something is wrong with pastor. Something has happened to our pastor. What kind of wicked pastor is this? And I kept declaring that. Those are not the kind of prophetic words we want to hear. <laughs> I was declaring some prophetic words. You know what? The next day, a particular um, member in the church, one of um, um, the, my, my leaders, she came um, th- that week and gave a testimony. She invited her friend to church that day. And I was making that declaration. The friend was in church, making a declaration, and they were laughing. Because that was not the kind of declaration they were to say amen for. And as the friend went back home, her landlord gave her ejection. Not just even could they ejected out of the house. You say, eh? What kind of problem is this one? The prophecy is not this time. <laughs> the prophetic was not this time at all. Ah! Landlord ejected that. What will she do? Says so she traveled from Bini to Wari, confused. As she entered Wari, she met her friend. And the friend said, How are you? Say, man, I don't know. I'm just confused. I don't have a job. I don't have a house. I don't have anything. I'm just confused. And if I say, I don't have a house, yes. Say, I don't have a job. Say, yes. Say, okay, no problem. And there's actually an opening in NMPC. He said, opening, say, yes. Uh, let, let's go. I'm going to, 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 I'm going to get in touch with, uh, with somebody concerning for you. And before you know it, that was how the friend got in touch with the person. And that was how this homeless lady that just moved with no hope was employed in NMPC. Oh, that prophetic word didn't take time. The lady came and she was giving a testimony, and they were laughing, you know, because those days they always laugh when I give such kind of prophetic word. And it, it just happened. You see, in 2024, God is going to cause a lot of stirrings. Negatives will happen, but let's rock on the chair. Come on, rock on the chair. And just take one small light. It doesn't need to be a big light. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not do I don't know the way you have to rock on, but rock on the chair. 
Let's rock on the chair. Because when the negatives happen, it's because you have stayed too long on that good. And it's, at, it's, it's time for you to advance into what? Into a level of what? Of excellence. Advance into a level of excellence. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we must pick up scriptures and encourage ourselves the way David did. You know, in First Samuel chapter 30, I love this scripture very well. David came back with his men, the mighty men. One of them with a, with a sword killed 300 men. Another one with a spear killed a, 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 a hundreds of men. These were men that were warlords. One of them fell into a, a, a pit that was, you know, it was during winter and it was slippery. And a lion was there. And he killed the lion with his bare hands. What are you not talking? These men were men. They were men of valor. They were men that could, you know, one of them fought with his sword. And he fought and killed all the enemies. And at the end of the fight, the Bible says his hand cleaved to his sword. His hand cleaved to his sword. The hand could not leave the sword. Ha! Huh. We're talking about men and when they came back to ziklag and they saw that their wives and their children had been taken and their house had been burned. it was not the house that pinned them it was wife and children the bible said they cried until they had no breath in them when you cry as a man and you like it then, then you then you move from manly cry to baby cry it's babies that cry children that cry and they know how <gasps> no more breath again they began those men cried to the level that they became children no breath that was saying they sought to stone David. The same David that took them from non-entities and made them entities. They sought to stone them. It's only normal. When negatives come, people seek to, 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 to hit down on the, their hope. And that's why most of the time, Christians, when negatives come, we start binding and casting unknown to us that God allowed these things. He allowed them. He triggered them so we can come back to him. We invest more time binding the devil Casting the devil, and some of the times we even start asking God why and start querying God and start, you know. But God just says, If only you can just understand the principles. And when they did this, David came to a point where he knew that if he doesn't help himself, these men will kill him because they sought to stone him. When we are faced with serious negatives, we actually see our solution as our problem. David knew that he had to help himself. The place was there, the place that was meant to motivate them, that was meant to preach the word of God to them, could not do anything. He was looking at them cry. And the men were like, hey, you see this man crying like this? Hey, you mean this man are crying like this? Hey, hey, this is serious. So. Like they used to say, problemo, problemo, wahalao, wahalao. The place was just confused. And David said, if I continue in this matter like this, these guys, they would have killed me before they realized that they have killed me. <laughs> Are we together? Yes. Bible says, and David was greatly distressed. He was greatly distressed. You see, it's not distress is not the end, and it's not a. I will, I will say it's not a bad thing to be distressed, but it's what you do with the distress that matters. Say, and he greatly, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Everyone for his son and for his daughter. See why they were grieved? It was not the houses, so their sons and their daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. I remember I went for a conference in the pastor's conference, and the pastor told some the man of God told us something. He says, He told us in ministry, external encouragement is short-lived. He said, You must learn how to encourage yourself internally. If not, external encouragement is highly short-lived. Very short-lived. And th th that's what has helped, helped us thus far. It shall live. David had to encourage himself. Because the people that were looking up to encourage, encourage they were about stoning him. Even the priest said, we don't know what it, he was just there. He was just dead. He was in a state of dilemma. Confused. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. Says, and David said to Abiata the priest, the priest was there. The priest was there. He was not the one meant to consult the Lord at that point in time. Lord, what do we do? But a situation that brings the priest to a point where he cannot even think of consulting the Lord, that situation is a dangerous situation. Yes. The priest cannot say, Let us pray. The priest cannot say, Let us talk to the Lord. The priest was confused, he was destabilized. And David looked at the situation. The person that is meant to help us is confused. What is our hope? What is our hope? <laughs> and David called for Abiata, the priest, 
Ahimelech's son. I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought hither the effort to David. Now we must understand something that the effort is not worn by any other person other than the priest. The effort is like a, a breastplate. It's worn on, 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 on top of the priestly garment. And it has different stones on it. You have the, on the stones, you have the Urim and the Turim. And the Urim and the Turim are mediums of consulting the Lord. When God is saying yes, a particular stone shines. When God is saying no, a particular stone shines. That's how they get the answer from the Lord. So you need to be worn, number one, a priest. Because no ordinary man can, let, can wear that. Number two, you must have understood the, the, the act of the, the, the Urim and the Turim. You must have understood the one that shines and he say God is saying. If not, <laughs> if not God will be saying no, if you say God is saying yes, and you go, you go and do and you die. Bad market. Are you going to say? So you must have, that means you must have been a priest in training. And you must have been trained in the art of the Urim and the Turim. Before you can wear the effort, that makes us understand that I don't know where David learned the Urim and the Turim. I don't know where he learned that art. I don't know when. So it meant that he was not just a king, he was also a trained priest. Mm. He was a trained priest. Remember when him and his men went and they, 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 into the, to the temple and they wanted to eat um, uh, shoe bread. And the priest said, This is the only thing we are, he said, we are hungry. He said, ah, This is the only thing we have here. Shoe bread, no, it's meant for priests. David said, No problem. We are, me and my men, we've not seen women for the past how many days. <laughs> Give us bread to eat. He ate what belonged to the priest and stood on the grounds of sanctification and he didn't kill him. Any other man would have done that, would have killed him. He had understood the priestly office. So he knew the practice and the oppressions of the Urim and the Turim. Uh, see, you get to a point in life where no man of God can do it for you, sir. Yes. Where no priest can do it for you. You need to understand the operations of the Urim and the Turim. I believe so much in knowing the Urim and the Turim for yourself. Know God for yourself. Enter into your bathroom for yourself. And turn your lights. Waiting for one prophet to prophesy for you. One man of God to pray for you. Uh, at that time, maybe the man will be confused, sir. The man of God says your problem is a confused problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Ah, we have not seen it before. We have not seen, see your type is a special type of problem. We need to okay. No, you know what? Give me some time. Let me go and consult the Lord. <laughs> or your matter. <laughs> your matter is a special matter. As a Christian, said that that's what's happening to them. When they need to consult the Lord, your matter, you are the one to consult the Lord for yourself. Yes. Ah. It says, and, Ab- and Abiata brought it that the effort to David. And David inquired the Lord, So, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. Complaining, whining, crying, and the list, and, uh, and all the list you can list up. They are, um, they are not the right response to growth triggers. Are we together? Yes. And they are, when you complain, when we don't know that, we are describing a growth trigger as a bad thing, which is not the main thing. A growth trigger is good, just that it may be negative. All we do is to watch the negative so we we'll get the word, the excellence out of it. Rather than display all, all of these wrong attitudes, we are to do what David did. By doing that, you describe your life and situations as good, which will result in what? Excellence at the end of it all. So when the negatives are piling up, when it looks like everything is all messed up in your journey, when the growth triggers, when the triggers are on the increase, it looks like God has pressed the trigger down on the, um, um, what they call it, the Israeli AK-47 that shoots faster than the normal AK-47. It looks like God has pressed the trigger down. No, it's time to start describing it as good. It's time to encourage yourself in the Lord and describing it as good. The sum of creation was excellent. This is as a result of the excellence resident in every good thing that God created. Are you getting what I'm saying? When every good thing God created attained and revealed this excellence in them respectively, and this must be led, you know, by man, the whole of creation manifests very good as seen in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31. Child of God, it's time to take the negatives to your prayer closet. Open the word of God on it. 
worship with the word of God. Understand the operations of the urine and the turim. Know how God speaks to you. Hear him. I tell you, when you come out of that negative, you will come out excellent. We are, trust, we are asking the Lord for the grace to take all the negative that may show up in 2024-24 to the, to the place of prayers and open the word of God on them. Ah, it's not, we, we, will not, we will not complain. We will not call anything bad. It is good. We will take it to the place of prayers. The grace to take every negative situation to the place of prayer and shine the word of God on them. Lord, let that grace fall on us tonight. Open your mouth and pray wherever you are. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, kindly use any of our giving channels available, to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number, 033-154-551-2013. Swift code, M, B, G, H, G, H, A, C, to give in CDs. Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number, 033-254-551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 554-102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54-594-7132. OR. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.